found this amusing. WNBA Twitter uh, basically quoted Olive Fellows on Twitter, who was saying, uh, apparently a young woman saying, uh, me this time last year, quote, I can't name more than one or two WNBA players. Me now, I will spiral into depression if the Vanderquigs don't play for the Chicago Sky this year. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty pretty well done. Uh, the, the, see, it feels like everything with the WNBA is headed in the right direction, and it certainly feels like everything with the Minnesota Lynx is headed in the right direction and in a fascinating direction. Uh, you bring back Sylvia Fowles for a farewell year, year and you sign Angel McCockery, and we've got to talk to both of them this week on Zoom calls. Uh, so just take it from the top, if you would, Cheryl. Uh, tell me about you know both those moves, getting getting Syl back for one more year and signing Angel. Yeah, and as we talked about at the uh, at the end of our season, that uh, the offseason priority uh, would be to re-sign Syl if if that's uh, the path that she wanted to go. And so obviously we gave Syl. Uh, a, a lot of time to sort through things and figure out exactly what she wanted to do for the coming season and how she wanted it to look. And, uh, and we made the trip down to Miami and, and, and just talked through everything with her and shared with her our appreciation for her, obviously, and, and that uh, this season we would, we would do everything possible uh, to make this a very special uh, last season for her. And that means on and off the court. And uh, so great conversation. Um, you know, still a true to form. You know, she said, Cheryl, I got a bunch of people calling me, calling my agent. I just told my agent, I'm not talking to anybody. <laughs> so uh, a little bit different than maybe what you see going around the league a little bit, that uh, people taking visits and, and that sort of thing. Still has zero interest in that and wants to be a Minnesota Lynx, and that's how she's been since she's been here in, in, in 2015. And that's why we have a great appreciation for uh, for, for Syl and, and, and uh, you know, to be so loyal. And then, uh, you know, I think a, very much a, a part of um, – what, what I just spoke about in, in terms of providing still the best possible team, Angel McCautry was a, was a player for us that we thought, you know, that was going to best position us. Um, and, and he's just, uh, you know, a player that's one of the top 25 at 25, uh, just accomplishment after accomplishment. And, um, you know, just, just a player that regardless of age, you know, the, the, the great ones like this, you know, Angel's actually younger than Syl, so I guess you know she's really not that old. Um, she, she's she's thirty five, and and you know she is coming off an injury, uh, which which we vetted you know pretty fully, and you know feel feel confident about uh, that. While there might be uh, reasons for us to have to to manage um, uh, her her workload a little bit, uh, we just felt like. I say this all the time. Angel on one leg is a really good player. Uh, and hopefully she'll have both legs and, and feel uh, really healthy. And, and uh, I think she'll be a major contributor for our team. This is the Cheryl Reeve Show, part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. We recommend subscribing at your favorite podcast app. It is easy. It is free. You can always go to TalkNorth.com, see all the shows, see the archives of your favorite shows. Uh, thanks to our sponsors on this program, Rudy Luther Toyota, Pizza Luce, my realtor, Cara Quinn, successful marketing group, and All Energy Solar. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod if you want to see the shows as they are released. I found one of the most interesting aspects of listening to the Zooms the last couple of days was the conversation about Syl. She's obviously one of the greatest players in league history. You've talked about her being the best pure center in league history, and it's hard to argue against that. And she also seems very willing to... Uh, not push the envelope on her uh, salary if she can help the team. Can you take us through how all that works? 
Yeah, I mean, that's something that Syl's uh, done for this team really throughout uh, uh, her time with us. And um, I, I, we, we've had that through the years that, that uh, you're better players. We go, hey, if you want us to be able to get a sixth player or a seventh player um, that, that's uh, a quality player that can help us uh, contend for championships, you might have to take a little less. And so we have that. We've had players that do that through the years. And then um, Syl was on the uh, old CBA she signed uh, two years into the new CBA, uh, and essentially, uh, what she make um, one hundred eighteen thousand, nineteen thousand uh, last year, uh, where uh, the, her range is closer to two hundred nineteen thousand dollars if she uh, would not been on that old CBA money. Um, so really, still for the life of the the new CBA, this will be the, the third year for it. Um, has been less than uh, the, the Supermax player, has been, been compensated less than the Supermax player. Um, and, and in each case, these were her decisions. And um, it, it was one of those things where we said to her, like, you're going to be the highest paid player on our team. That was really important to me. And, and we, we did that. We were able to come through in, in that regard. And it also took other players, you know, like an Angel uh, and a couple of other people that we've talked to that – that you're going to have to take less. You know, we're not in position to you know to do a whole lot. We're going to have a really good team, and everybody has to uh, make sacrifices. But at the uh, the one who sacrificed most for us has has been Sylvia Powell's. I find that fascinating because you know I've spent most of my you know beat writing career before I became a columnist writing about men's sports and and boy, it always felt like the entire uh, push from agents and the players association and the players themselves was, Hey, have, have the stars make as much money as possible and all boats will rise. And Hey, we've seen people in professional sports chase, you know, the next billion basically, you know, they're, they're looking for the fifth house and the second yacht and all that. Sylvia Fowles. It, I mean, this is, this is like real living money. She's given up uh, to help. the team. Yeah. And you know the difference, uh, well, obviously the, the amount of money, you know, you're, you're talking uh, the million dollar contracts that exist on in men's sports that, that we will get to uh, women's sports. will get to that. Uh, still won't have the opportunity to, you know, to earn one of those, but it's, I think for WNBA players, why you're seeing this take less mindset, this narrative uh, is because of what they're making overseas. Uh, these top players are, are making close to a million dollars, if not more than a million dollars. And so for them, um, it's, you know, hey, it's not necessarily always about the money. And, and so if, you, if you've been intelligent about investing and saving and that sort of thing, you're in position to do those things. And, and so it's very comfortable. Um, and, and some of the other players that we've had, you know, it's, it's easier to do uh, on, on WNBA contracts because of what they're doing overseas. Interesting. Uh, I'd so, like to get to a place where that's not what's happening right. uh, in the WNBA. We would like to be the league that is is providing uh, these players their sole job, and 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 the commitment financially is is one that uh, that we can all be proud of. And tell me about your history with Angel McCautry. Yeah, Angel and I we spent a lot of time uh, together in Rio, um, on and off the court, and and that was. I always tell people this. Angel was one of my biggest surprises when I went into the experience with USAB. Uh, we had competed against Angel for a number of years, uh, and so when you're in the finals and 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 you're and you're going head to head, you kind of develop this healthy dislike for one another. I'm sure Angel would say that as well. You know, certainly a respect, but um, you know, you have to have an element of disliking your opponent. 
And we did that for two out of the three years of, you know, the, the 2011 and 2013, uh, two of our championships came uh, against Angel. And then um, my first experience would have been, I guess, in 2014. And then specifically, I remember in Rio, just spending a lot more time with her and, and, and really, really enjoying Angel the person. Uh, and it was a it was a bit of a surprise because and, and maybe she feels the same because when you see each other just in the course of uh, course of battle, <laughs> you, you may not, uh, you know, find things so endearing about them. <laughs> but just getting to know Angel uh, and, and more about uh, her family and her interests and that sort of thing that um, that made me really, really comfortable. And it, the, the, the recruiting process, uh, getting to know, kind of reacquainted, um, all of that kind of came naturally for both of us. And talking earlier today, we're speaking here on Thursday afternoon. Uh, the Angel was on a, a Zoom call, conference call with Cheryl this morning. Uh, she talked about the fact that she, she really had a really good impression of you as a coach because you said something that that helped her get over some nerves early in her career. Yeah, she was coming off of, um, I want to say she had an injury. Uh, I don't remember exactly the specifics around that, but I just, I, I do remember, you know, the exact situation that she was talking about and. And this is this is one of those things I think you know being an assistant coach for that that national team, um, being able to forge relationships and have these types of conversation. It was one of those things that just impacted her. I didn't necessarily know. I remember the conversation. I didn't necessarily know the impact uh, that it had on her. You know, it, it it hit her in the way that I hoped that it would, and the way that it was intended, um, which is I just think the world of her. And you know, people are going to focus on. Um, an injury or hey you know, well she's still limping or whatever and I, I said this that you know whatever percentage of angel if it's not 100 um, percent you're still getting a really really good player and I wanted her to believe in herself and know how special um, that that she is as a competitor and that's why she's on this national team and and just kind of remind that sometimes I think the the great ones they're they're so taken for granted that sometimes you need to hear those things to remind yourself. That's right. That's, that's why I'm great. And, and nobody can take that away from me. And I just wanted to you know, make sure that she knew that. I love watching her play. I've always lo- loved watching her play. She said that she has not only all the skills and the defensive intensity, but she's, she's one of those players who's just relentless. She feel like she's coming downhill at you the entire game. And that, that's, you know, the relentless is the, probably the best word not to describe her. And it's at both ends. You know, like I said, when she's on the floor, something's going to happen. I don't always know what it was will, will be, but something's going to happen, and I and I think uh, you know the other player that comes to mind with that is Ariel Powers. Yep. Uh, and I'm really excited about that kind of partnership and, and Angel's interest in mentoring, and, and I think that's that's one that I'm really looking forward to and, and seeing the impact that Angel can have uh, on AP and, and some of the other players. I'm not sure if we've spoken since. I think it's is it official now that uh, Lacey Clarendon's back with you. I'm not permitted to talk about free agents that we haven't signed. Okay, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I get lost in all what's official and what's kind of I hear known. You. But, Me too. You know, that, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we, won't talk, we won't talk about Lasia yet, but we do have a lot of other things to talk about here, uh, both around the league and with your team. Uh, so do you have a clear picture on how much uh, Fee is going to be able to play this year and whether she's going to be on the roster and how all that works, or is it kind of a waiting game at this point? Well, I certainly understand the you know the roster part of it, and 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 uh, you know how that will go. In that fee is on our roster, fee is on our salary cap, etc. Uh, and then it, then it's just about uh, fee experiencing hopefully a very healthy pregnancy and 
and getting to the other side and, you know, making, making decisions. I have talked with Fee about the notion of you have different, different ways that you can handle this. You can have a goal. You can try to set a goal for yourself. Uh, but the problem is you just don't know how you're going to feel when you get to the other side. It could go great. Uh, maybe that goal you set isn't high enough. Um, maybe, you know, and so you just have, you can set a goal, but then, you know, if you get to a place and you need to be nimble and pivot and, and, and but, but just kind of, you know, have something to shoot for. I, I think those, those things, I think help a, um, uh, a player, uh, like fee who, who probably has some anxiety around all of it, you know, becoming a new mother and, um, you know, uh, just be, wanting to be with her teammates and that sort of thing. So, I mean, we're going to support her in every way possible. We're going to have uh, any resource that Fee needs uh, to accomplish whatever goal it is. And it's probably a, a, a bit too soon at this point to, to put any specifics on uh, any sort of timeline. Sure. Uh, let's let's thank our sponsors and we'll come back and talk about $75 million and also uh, the name that Cheryl called Bill Ambeer again today. Uh, let's uh, thank Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. We want to thank Pizza Luce, which is uh, hosting a number of our live shows, including the Cheryl Reeve Show. We are on hiatus until things get a little bit safer. But we do hope to get back to Pizza Luce, and we do want to thank them for their support. Again, go, you know, we highly recommend uh, going to Pizza Luce if you feel safe, ordering takeout, ordering delivery. Uh, they are still open and running and providing great food and great entertainment. So check out Pizza Luce in all this, the locations across the uh, the Twin Cities. I want to let you know about Cara Quinn. She is my realtor. CaraQuinnRealtor.com is one of the many places you can find her. If you Google her, she'll pop up everywhere you find great realtors. Uh, we were building on a lot in in Roseville. Uh, we had some complications. We had to pivot. And of course, she was right there with us uh, every step of the way. And uh, I just, you know, Every time we hit a challenge, it helps us get past it. Uh, it's a very expensive market these days. It's a difficult market. It's a market where you have to move really quickly. Uh, we would not be in very good shape if we weren't working with Cara Quinn, C-A-R-A-Q-U-I-N-N. Again, CaraQuinnRealtor.com. Uh, she also works with Vibe Realty in St. Paul. Uh, we want to thank our friend Lori Ramsey of Successful Marketing Group. Check out SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com. And to let you know, as a home improvement project, solar energy can start paying for itself the moment the system is powered up. It can pay back 100% of the installation cost within eight years, plus a system from All Energy Solar can even pay back more than 300% of its cost over its lifetime. Check out all of the new solar incentives and learn how you can make the switch this year at allenergysolar.com. So let's, uh, let's talk about the WNBA and Kathy Engelbert raising $75 million in capital. Uh, I don't know how much you know about that. It sounds like, it sounds like a, a cool thing and a big number. What does it mean to you? Uh, well, I, I know how much has gone into this and I know how this has been a, a, a very important um, goal of Kathy's in terms of, uh, increasing the economic value uh, of our franchises. Um, Kathy's been, been hard at work uh, in, in garnering this support. 
um, to, to help us. I mean, this is going to help move the lead forward. And, you know, this, we've got so much momentum and, and, you know, to have the money, you know, to be able to do the things that, that Kathy uh, wants to do and the vision that she has for the league, uh, you know, what, it, what it means for, for our team and our players, it's, it's really more of a holistic look um, that we're all going to benefit uh, from greater support. And, and that's, that's what this symbolizes. And as we know, you know, there's there's great energy and momentum around women's sports in general, and and this speaks to that. Uh, and I'm and I'm um, I'm anxious for, you know, there there's one statistic that really you know kind of kind of gets me that I'm, you know, it's it's been a tough nut to crack, and I don't quite understand it. And that's the global marketing dollars. Less than one percent of global marketing dollars goes to uh, women's sports, uh, female athletes. And it's just, it's a bit maddening at times when um, you think about the, you know, the number of Fortune 500 companies maybe that we have here in the, in the um, Twin Cities area and the, the efforts that go into supporting men's sports, the amount of dollars investment, whether it's to name fields, whether it's to, uh, you know, a, a, a name on a jersey, whatever it is, that there's not consideration about how we we support women in the space of sports, and and I just think we are um, we are really remiss in that, and we, uh, we just have a long, long way to go. I think opportunities are increasing for women's athletes. Uh, the NIL, very, very interesting statistic. Uh, women's basketball was the was the sport that you know. I remember actually sitting. I'm going to go off on a tangent here. I remember sitting in a meeting. Um, it was in Chicago. It was around. I think the Big Ten was hosting. I forget exactly what I was there for. And I listened to some of the athletic directors. And they they talked about this notion of the NIL and how problematic it would be for women's sports. Uh, and it's problematic because all the money is going to go to the men. And it's going to further marginalize the women. And we're really in trouble. And Title IX is a big problem. And that was going to go away. Um, and I just, you know, your, your blood just boils. Um, that, in addition, to, I've been reminiscing with some folks about the executives at the uh, franchises that we've worked at that have told us that women's sports will never be successful. Uh, and uh, just on and on and on. And, and this uh, notion that um, we are succeeding wildly, I would add, that without, without the help of the global market without the help of media coverage. And um, it, it just boggles my mind how people say that they're interested in DE&I and doing things for women and, and, and progressing, but yet they're not putting where their money, where their mouths are. And I'm taking note. I, I can tell you that. Um, I, I have a fair amount of frustration of uh, just a, a lack of commitment uh, to something that I think is just a, at this point a no-brainer uh, in terms of uh, the explosion that's about to happen, and uh, this seventy-five million, you know, is is, is really really uh, speaks to that. And, and there's so much more that we can do, and that's the exciting part. Yeah, well said, no question about it. Uh, and as we're on this tangent, uh, have you paid attention to the uh, kind of the progress of Minnesota Aurora? They just re- revealed their name. Uh, now they just revealed they're going to be playing home games out at the Vikings uh, practice facility, which is a cool little stadium. Uh, my friend Andre Yak is, uh, you know, integral to their whole operation. Do you have some hope that that's going to be a success? 
Absolutely. And I know it will be wildly successful because your friend, Andrea, is very, um, Andrea is, uh, very committed, um, has been uh, just so passionate. We had a, t- a chance to spend some time together recently in a suite at the Timberwolves game and, and uh, you know, just really excited for them. And, and you, you can feel uh, her energy and, and, you know, it's not going to be without the obstacles that I just that I talked about. Um, you know, we, we beat our heads against a wall, you know, um, but you know what? We're so darn resilient. Like we're not going away. We're going to find a way. And, and I, I think that's, uh, uh, why they'll have a chance to be very, very successful. Uh, you were talking about Bill Lambeer today and we've, he's been a great topic of conversation on this show. You've told <laughs> some great stories. You used a certain, certain word to describe him and you meant it, I think almost complimentary, complimentarily, <laughs> if that's a word, but I'll let you explain. Well, yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, in the most endearing way. I, I always say, um, uh, I forget exactly what I said today, but, uh, it, I think I said that he wasn't, um, there, there were con- there was context to what I said there around was. it, <laughs> but, uh, essentially, um, you know, I always say that, uh, um, he's, a, he's an asshole in the, in the, in the best of ways. Um, and, and anybody that's around him and like I said, has been in this space that I've been in with him through the years knows exactly what I mean. Um, and, and it's, it's an endearing in a way. Um, he doesn't really care what people think about him. Um, and that's, that's something I, like I admire, uh, about him. Uh, but he, he kind of borderlines on the, on the asshole part. Uh, but it's, it's him. And I think everyone should have a chance to you know, be themselves. Bill allowed me a chance to be myself. Um, uh, and so just, you know, spending years together, um, yeah, you know, like so many times, you know, whether it was Rick Mahorn or me, say you're such an asshole, <laughs> but we love you. <laughs> so one of the most endearing assholes I've ever been around. Well, what I love about that story is I think sometimes when we talk about greater diversity and you know women having more prominent roles and the rise of women's sports, it's not it's not like it's this PC world where you can't cuss and everybody's afraid to say anything. It's quite the opposite. You know, I mean, that, that's what you're painting. You're painting this picture where you can say whatever the hell you want and he can say whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. Um, as long as it's coming from a good place. Right. Right. Um, oh, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's the, like, he fostered that environment. That's what he was really, really good at. Uh, he, he was definitely, um, uh, ahead of everyone above everyone in, in this particular regard, which was, assembling a group of people and empowering them. They all get to be themselves. And it, it just, nobody like, like for me, it's really important that I don't have to step on eggshells because I just don't do well with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm mostly unfiltered and, and I just, you know, there's, there's times when you go, shit, I probably shouldn't have said it like that. Or, you know, maybe I should rethink that. But in that space, it just, it, it was just accepted. And, um, you know, I, I, I always say he kind of thrives on a functionally dysfunctional environment. <laughs> like he, he's fascinating, really, really good at it. And uh, he just was a tremendous manager of people. And, and I've said this, uh, I think Howard Megdahl did a story that I, I just don't know if we've really given Bill his just due in his, uh, you, you mentioned um, the, the diversity part of this and Bill Bill is the one that for a long time was hiring former coaches. Uh, I'm sorry, former players as coaches that he had on the staff for a long time. Uh, he's always uh, been in that space and a leader in that. And, and he's responsible for um, a couple of the black females that are coaching today, uh, Vicki Johnson and, and Tanisha Wright. And Vanessa Nygaard worked for Bill. So he's got three 
coaches. And obviously I didn't play, but uh, I'm, I'm of the Bill Lambeer uh, tree. And so there's just so many great things that, that Bill Lambeer did for the WNBA. He challenged the, the league. He, he moved it forward. He was a strong proponent for the shot clock uh, change to 24 that so many coaches were reluctant to do. Um, and it was one of the best things that happened to our game, just like in the NBA. Um, yeah, so there was, there was so much. And I, and I miss a lot of the you know, conversations I got to have with him as an assistant coach uh, where, you know, there were, there were times when, you know, I go, oh, my gosh, like he, he, he would infuriate me. You know, so there would be these debates and we, we disagreed a lot. <laughs> uh, but it just was fun to challenge each other. Uh, and so I miss that. And I'm going to miss having Bill, you know, to, you know, to call an asshole. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. And, and functional dysfunctionality is why I got into the news business because I first time, <laughs> a few times I went to a newsroom and saw people screaming at each other on deadline. I was like, I can, this is, this is fun. I can I want to do that. Yeah. I want to do that. Uh, it's not the same anymore, uh, but it was fun while it lasted. Uh, so next week we hope to talk to Cheryl while she is uh, coaching the USA basketball team. We're going to get into athletes unlimited, a little more WNBA news, uh, we'll get into whatever free agent news around the league and with the links that uh, she's allowed to talk about at that point. At this point, we're going to go to Cheryl for a final thought. We also want to remind you, uh, thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thank you to Rudy Luther Toyota. Thank you to Pizza Luce, Realtor Kareth Quinn, Successful Marketing Group, and All Energy Solar. Uh, do you have a final thought for us today, Cheryl? Yeah, my, th- my final thought is about Sylvia Fowles. Uh, she'll be on my mind and has been on my mind quite a bit, um, but just – uh, let's make sure that we're, we're giving her the send off that she deserves. Um, she came back to play because she recognized this franchise hasn't necessarily had all the opportunities it deserved to celebrate the great players that we've had in the last decade, um, you know, for a variety of reasons. And, and, you know, the, the, the final season that she came back for to say, uh, this fan base deserves this. Let's make sure that our media and, and that our, that our fans are, are given her the, the, the proper energy and, and commitment uh, that she's given to us. Uh, yeah, and let's make sure we talk about her every single show uh, as long as she's, well, from now until whenever. Uh, I'm, at, I'm actually with one more topic. I'm going to go see Waylon's team on Sunday. Any thoughts about the uh, way her season has gone? Yeah, I think, um, and I'm, I'm trying to quickly kind of go through my head the, the season, and I've been at the games, and I don't exactly know where they are. Uh, with things is that the is Indiana game coming up down in uh, Indiana? Yes. I think yep. yeah. So you know, the, uh, sort of preparing for the uh, you know, the incoming class. Uh, I think there's there's lots to be hopeful for. So I want them to finish strong. Uh, really disappointed in the distraction um, of of uh, a young player that um, you know made a decision to leave a program. Um, these young players, uh, young people, they make these uh, short-term decisions. And, um, I, it happened to me when I was coaching in college and, and, you know, some of these players that made these decisions to leave a team or quit the team, um, that I'm still in touch with will tell you what regrets they have. And it is what it is. And, and I've talked to Lindsay quite a bit about, you know, the, the kids today and the transfer portal and nobody's immune to it. <laughs> it happens everywhere. And, and you have to, you know, sometimes just you know, addition by subtraction. And, and, you know, if somebody doesn't want to be there, it's probably best that they're somewhere else. And uh, I think for, for Lindsay, just continuing to grow 
uh, with her team. Uh, I, I know she's she, she works tirelessly, um, and so I'm, I'm hopeful that the team will finish strong and, and carry some momentum going into uh, next season when uh, there's there's a strong, uh, very Minnesota centric recruiting class coming in. Thanks so much, Cheryl. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, and uh, thanks for all the time this week uh, on the press conferences with Syl and Angel. That was entertaining stuff.